we are uh, slowly but surely reaching 7 million uh, US dollars in, in ARR. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hey folks, my guest today is Olivia Simonis. He is the creator of Qualifio and a few other companies, including 87 Seconds, Europe's leading video content agency, which he sold in 2018 to DataWords. He'll step down as Qualifio's CEO in July and stay as chairman. He's based in Belgium and started his professional career at PwC in DC and although the father of two sons. The company Qualifio is playing in the engagement and data capture SaaS platform space. Olivia, are you ready to take us to the top? Oh, that was fast. All right. Well, hey, this will be fun. So first things first, why are you stepping down as CEO? Uh, well, I've been doing, I've been a CEO of Qualifio for 10 years. I've been a co-founder and CEO for 10 years. Um, in the company, there are really talented people that I think can do the job at the moment uh, better than, than what I can. So I'm 50 uh, now and I think I have yeah also other projects that I want to pursue and, and let these talented guys run the company on a daily basis. So you launched it 10 years ago, 2010, yes. 2011. What does the yes. company do? Well, the company is, a, as you said, it's, it's a SaaS platform, a B2B SaaS platform uh, for interactive marketing, uh, so engagement of communities and data capture. So uh, it's used by, by media or by large uh, FMCG companies when they want to engage with the audience and they, to, to, they, want, they want to know uh, the audience better by capturing uh, PII, intent data, hobbies, etc., about their communities. And and what are these companies paying you on average to use this technology? Well, the, the average revenue uh, per user for us or per per client is about twenty five thousand dollar per year. Okay. Uh, so it's it's really the enterprise segment, uh, and they pay us uh, a yearly license for uh, unlimited use of the tool. Got it. What sort of upsell metrics allow you to drive expansion revenue? Is it product upselling, seat upselling, utility-based upselling? Uh, it's a bit of both. So um, we very often we start with like one brand uh, in one country. You would start, for example, with, with a, a Lays in Belgium, uh, because that's where we're based in. And then, then you would... Uh, upsell to Doritos and Quaker. And then after Belgium, you would upsell to France and Spain. If we talk about PepsiCo, for example, which is one of our clients, uh, plus the number of users as well, uh, plus some premium features that we are uh, also putting on the market. So there are different dimensions 
uh, for us to be able to upsell. And how many of these customers are you now working with today? Uh, we are working with about 300 of these customers, so a bit less than 300 customers um, across Europe. So uh, 99% of our clients are uh, in, in continental Europe. Yep. Now, can I take that ACV you just gave me times the customer count? You're doing about $600,000 a month in revenue. Yeah, we are, we are uh, slowly but surely reaching $7 million, uh, US dollar in, in ARR, so indeed. Well, congratulations. Now, where were you a year ago? Well, um, it's a good question. We were basically 25%, 25% lower in, in ARF uh, because, yeah, the COVID crisis did have an impact on our activities. Huh? Uh, we, were, we used to be growing around 50% a year. Uh, last year was, was rather positive, uh, but we, we, we slowed down the growth a little bit because we... We were impacted by uh, sectors like travel and sports and entertainment, which is a, which is quite an important sector for us. Uh, and yeah, most of these companies they stopped investing in new martech tools and and slowed down on their investments. So that was a bit of a slowdown of the growth for us, but it it, it yeah allowed us to focus on on capital efficiency and and also yeah the, the fact of, of launching new modules and. So we're ready to, to grow again uh, at the pace where we're growing in the past. Olivia, how do you manage capital efficiency? Uh, well, I think I think you have to be uh, super, super cost-conscious. It's interesting to, to look at the history of Qualifio. We used to be bootstrapped for uh, about uh, six years uh, on, on our existence, and then we raised the Series A in at the end of 2017, uh, rather small, huh, with uh, only 3 million euros with, with Belgian investors. Um, and then we had more money on our bank account, of course, and we kind of um, lost a bit of this capital efficiency or this uh, cost efficientness of cost uh, obsession uh, cost consciousness that, that we had. Um, and yeah, I think we, with the crisis, we went back to basics. That is to say, look at every euro that is going out of a bank account and, and be super cautious and, 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 and try to think about what this euro is going to bring. And yeah, basically, uh, that brought the EBITDA back to, back to, uh, back to positive for us. And, and when you raised it 3.6 million in 2017, what was revenue then? Uh, it was around uh, 1.5, uh, well, a million euros, so about about two million uh, US dollars. Mm -hmm. And and can I ask what valuation you raised 3.6 at? Well, it it was a very standard uh, times times five uh, valuation. I mean, we we are we 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 kind of follow the uh, the well, we were valued at, at the standard uh, SaaS valuation metrics. So that would be about ten million free money and thirteen yeah. million yeah. Yeah. in this in this area. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. What would you? How Absolutely. do you think about the company's value today? Oh, sorry, I didn't get that. How do you think about the company's value today? Well, to be, to be honest, yeah, I suppose it's uh, it's 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 following the same path. Huh? I think uh, we 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 are uh, valued around um, the same the same multiplicator. I think the multiplicators have really gone up uh, in that space. Um, we we have not been growing as fast as I said uh, as fast as in the past. But uh, yeah, we we are we are quite sound. We have a great team. We have really like marquee customers. Um, 
we are not really obsessed by an exit, uh, nor by a Series B at the moment. So, uh, to be honest, we don't care too much about uh, how much is the company valued. We try to focus on, on, on what we do and growing the business and keeping the customer satisfied and the team satisfied because, I mean, it's quite a challenge these days to to keep uh, the team satisfied. Huh? You, yep. you have all these people that are super bored of staying at home. Um, and, and yeah, we, we, we used to be a company that was very strong on, on yeah, atmosphere and, and events at the office and, and, and of course all these uh, activities that have been completely stopped. So it's kind of challenging to keep people uh, with the same level of motivation. And, and so, yeah, our focus is really there at the moment rather than, than, than looking at a, a Series B or a potential exit. I mean, that, that might, of course, come uh, later on, but we are really not proactively looking for that. And are you profitable today? Yes, we are break-even, yes. Profitable, I wouldn't say, but we are, we are break-even. So it means we have no pressure uh, to, to, yeah, to raise money or to find a financial solution. You talked about team and culture. How many folks yeah. are on your team today? Uh, today is a bit less than 80 people in the company uh, spread across four offices. So our main office is in, uh, in Brussels, in, in Belgium, and then we have uh, sales and marketing offices in Madrid, in Paris, and in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. How many engineers of the 78? Uh, it's about half. Half okay. are, wor- are working on, on, on the product. If, I, if you take the product and L&D team, uh, including the DevOps, uh, it's, about, it's about half of the company. The yep. rest being, being sales, marketing, and, and GNA. How many of the sales folks actually carry a quota? Uh, well, it's, it's a, actually more, most of them, um, except we have two SDRs, uh, which are a, a bit of a different uh, approach, but all the rest, they, they carry quotas, yes. So, so how many carry a quota? About 15, 30? Uh, at the moment, the, the sales team is about uh, eight people. Eight yeah. people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the big one of the big things is, is scaling a SaaS company, scaling your your sales team, right? So, yeah. how do you think about hiring new sales reps, ramping them up? What quota do you give them in the first year? Um, yeah, that's that, that's a good question. No, no, because we 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 are, as I mentioned, uh, pretty strong in continent, continental Europe. Or the questions that we are now asking ourselves is, what about UK? I mean, the biggest digital marketing market in Europe um, and, and for this now we are waiting the options of, of hiring people uh, in the UK working with partners uh, locally and to answer your questions uh, when we, we, we have quota based uh, sales guys the, the average uh, monthly MRR that we ask them to, 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 to bring in uh, is around 3000 US dollars uh, okay. of, of new, of new uh, MRR, uh, of course, with a rental period. In the first 12 months, if they add three grand each month for 12 months, that's $36,000 yeah. of new yeah. MRR or about yeah. half a million of ARR in the first yeah. year. Yeah, except, except that, uh, of course, there is a ramper period, so we uh, don't accept, accept anything from them the first six months. Uh, and then we expect half of the target the six months uh, that are following. Uh, yeah, we fully, really expect your fully ramped folks though are adding about half a million in ARR. That's yeah. their target quota. Yeah, yeah, that's Got what it. they should they should be doing. Uh, and and Olivia, if they hit quota, 
what's their full on target earnings? Is it about a hundred grand, hundred and fifty grand? Well, it, don't forget we are in Europe, huh? so it's not uh, the, the market is a bit different. Uh, so it really depends. I mean, we have we have senior folks, so we have more we have more junior folks. Um, yeah, the the, the the on target earnings uh, is 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 more or less. I mean, if I take a, a big approximation, around fifty fifty. Uh, and that would be like 50k uh, fixed and 50k uh, on target earnings. Yeah, that makes sense. That, make that, that would be an average. So a bit of a surprise for you today, and many of you know this, but some of you don't. There is a cheat code as a software startup to getting your finances right, and that cheat code is called Pilot. They do bookkeeping, tax, and give you financial expertise perfectly customized for every single founder, and it's not just automated. This is critical with accounting because sometimes we need custom stuff done, whether it's a round or an exit or a sale or just something else. So they put actual experts on your account, and I said, pilot team, please give us a great deal they have. You can check it out at nathanmaka.com forward slash pilot. They've got expertise in startups. You'll get your own personal expert and specifically they're giving a great discount to all of you guys that start working with them today. They integrate with the best financial tools in the business like Stripe, Square, Brex, Gusto, Bill.com, Shopify, you name it, they're there and they give world-class support and advice. This is the kind of stuff that I use to get my monthly P&L balance sheet and cash flow statements done without hiring a full-time CFO on my team. I can get all this done for a fraction of the cost. Do it yourself at nathanlacka.com forward slash pilot. Start today. So, so take me back to, again, personally, you have some ideas you've written down. You want to go build them. You're going to step down a CEO. Are you the sole owner of Quilfio besides the investors? No, we, we are actually two co-founders. Um, and yeah, a bit atypical. We were both in our 40s. We were both uh, yeah, reaching 40s when we decided to, to step out of our uh, employee job to start the, the entrepreneur adventure a bit on the, on the late, uh, at the late, uh, late, I mean, not, not super late, You're still early. At 40. <laughs> um, and yeah, my, my co-founder, Serge, he used to be the CTO. And I mean, he, he's no, he has no has stepped down as CTO, and we have a, a great CTO who replaced him about a year and a half ago. Uh, so he's still working in the company, but as a chief innovation uh, officer. Um, so we both founders who still own the majority of the shares, and now the, of course, the uh, the investors that have joined us uh, three years ago, they own the rest, and also the team uh, owns Warren. So we decided. Uh, two years ago that, that we wanted to have an employee stock option plan, not limited to a few key people, but open to the whole company. So we have uh, now about 90 people of the employees of the company that own uh, warrants of the company, uh, and, and they, can, they will be able to exercise these warrants to, uh, to have shares. On a fully exercised and fully diluted basis, how large is the employee option pool? Uh, we, we, we made it uh, at 10% of uh, the cap table. Pretty standard. Um, yeah. yeah, then it was, it was a bit diluted. No, I think in total it's, it's around 7.5%. Uh, um, and then investors own something between caught 10 and 20% and then you and your the, the, Yeah, we, we have one kind of friend and family first, our business angel, uh, and then the, 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 the investor who joined us for the Series uh, A, they owned around 
around 30% of the company. So, oh, so it's quite a simple, simple cap table. Actually. 30, yeah. So, yeah. so you and your co-founder still own what, about like 55% of the yeah, majority? Yeah. You're good at maths, uh, Nathan. Well, that's good. <laughs> I want, I'm curious. So, so how do you, how do you go about finding a CEO to replace yourself here? Yeah. Well, no, that's a, that's a very good question. And, and for me, that's a great story because uh, the, the CEO who is going to yeah, be the full CEO uh, f- from next month uh, has actually joined the company seven years ago. So um, he joined the company first as a, as a sales guy uh, in Belgium, and then he became kind of the, the, the country manager, a sales country manager in Belgium. Then he became the, uh, the, the head of sales. Then he, become the, he became the COO. And, and since uh, January, we are both co-CEOs. So it's really someone that, that uh, knows the product, knows the company, is, is fully aligned with the values, live the values. I mean, uh, and, and I think it's a great uh, key to success is, is to have someone that, that is completely aligned with, yeah, with your objective, with your values. There's no bad surprise to expect is highly respected by the rest of the team, and honestly, for me, that that yeah, that makes me quite proud to to be able to have built a company that actually can live uh, without the two founders and, and, and can really continue without the founders and and will not be impacted negatively. On the contrary, I think. Yeah, and I think that's great. Before we wrap up here uh, with the famous five, talk to me about churn. What's your what's your gross revenue during the last twelve months? Well, it's uh, it's it's quite stable to be honest. Um, it's we, we have a churn about ten percent a year, um, which is rather standard for for this kind of, of SaaS product. Um, it has gone up a little bit uh, at the beginning of the COVID crisis huh, because of a churn linked to to travel sector and, and cinema uh, companies and and yeah um, attraction parks etc. Uh, but most of it was was basically where contracted we had to freeze because because people were not just at the office to operate the platform. Um, so so it, it went up at that at that time by fifty percent, um, and now we are really back to the the, the average uh, churn rate that we used to have around around ten percent yearly. So and how uh, much expansion revenue do you have on the same cohort? Uh, yeah, that, that that's a good uh, that's a good question. Uh, it's yeah. In, in terms of new new biz, when 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 I say we are growing the, the business, uh, it's it's about two third is coming from new biz and one third is coming from from expansion uh, of existing contracts. So um, yeah, it's yep. upsell that are that are linked to new countries or new brands or. Uh, new users that are that are joining the platform. Yep, you've added about a million in ARR over the past eight to twelve months. You're saying about one third of that new million in ARR, so about three hundred and fifty grand, came from expansion yes. of historical customers. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So, is net dollar retention then above one hundred percent? Would you say? Yeah, it's around that. Yes. Yeah. Very good. All right. Um, and what are you spending to get one of these new customers in terms of CAC? Sorry, in terms of CAC. Uh, yeah, yeah we, we we are spending around fifteen k. Um, so we we can say that or after after the first year, the the, the, the new customer are completely um, yeah profitable. Yep, that makes good sense. Olivier, let's wrap up here with the famous five number one favorite business book. No, oh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I, sorry, I didn't prepare that at all. I didn't, okay. I didn't. I didn't know. Top of your head. Uh, Look. Uh, 
favorite business book? It has to be a business well, I, I would say predictable revenue because that's so that's such an easy answer, but uh, that's one we have been using a lot to structure our sales team. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, is there a studio I'm following? Uh, I, I think I think that's. To be honest, I, I don't have kind of a guru mentor, but uh, we we have put together a CEO uh, a, a CEO of, of SaaS comp- CEO club of SaaS companies uh, here in the, the French speaking area of Belgium. And to be honest, I'm I'm very inspired on a daily basis by my folks that are doing the same job that, that I am. What's so the name of that group? Oh, it's just the, the it doesn't have a name. It's just the, the CEO SaaS club. Got it. Uh, around here, but I think that's uh, that's for me great inspiration uh, more than than famous uh, CEOs to be honest. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business? What what's my your favorite my, online tool? I didn't get that. Your, your favorite online tool for building. Oh, a business. okay. Well, uh, to be honest, I think I think Slack really changed your lives. Uh, at Qualifio, and, and especially when, when you're a CEO and you want to be involved in everything happening in the company uh, without too much effort, I think, yeah, for me, Slack, Slack really changed the way I work. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, seven, more or less. Okay. And what's uh, the situation? Married, single kiddos? Uh, married, two kids, Love 14, 14 and 13. Take us all. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Something I wished when I was 20. Something you wish you knew? Um, yeah. These are hard questions when you have not prepared them. <laughs> uh, I, I want them off the top of your head, not scripted. Pro- probably, probably that uh, that I would get so much uh, pleasure and satisfaction by creating my own company. So I would probably have done it earlier had I known uh, how much uh, I would love it. Guys, Quilfio founded back in 2010. They've scaled from 5.4 million bucks in terms of run rate last year to 6.6 today. Healthy growth rate. They've done been, done it pretty capital efficient. Uh, 3.6 million raised, and that's it in 2017. 78 folks on the team say 38 engineer, eight sales reps. Again, helping you understand. Uh, and collect data across all of your different digital channels due to the interactive content they help you set up. We'll see what happens next. Olivia, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you so much, Nathan.